Now, Jesus himself is talking. This is from one of the four accounts of his life, one of the Gospels. This is from the Gospel of Luke in the 11th chapter. He has just taught them the Lord's Prayer. He has just talked to them about being persistent, that you just keep knocking, you keep praying, you keep lifting up your petitions to God. And now he talks about what happens um, when we pray. Now let's listen to this. Jesus says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So in a couple weeks, there is an exciting time for so many children. Of course, the Dornfeld kiddos are front and center for me, and they are excited because they've been looking at costumes, they've been gearing up, they're munching, they're chewing because they're ready for all that candy. What, what is it? Halloween. Kids, are you excited? <laughs> yeah. My kids are a little more excited. They, they've been so pumped to get ready for this. And uh, moms and dads, are you excited? <laughs> Do you know, for me, when I was, you know, when I became an adult and didn't have kids, Halloween was just like that, like, eh. You know, there'd be cute kiddos that would come to the door and I'd give them candy. That'd be fine. You know, and when they came to the door, they'd say, of course. Okay, you guys do know this holiday. Good. Um, and that was fine. It was okay. It was cute. And then I had kids. And it's changed everything. I mean, I can't believe. I, I have a six and an, and an eight-year-old. And uh, this, the same kids that there is a sock literally right here to them. I'm like, hey, can you pick up that sock? <laughs> Daddy, and they'll faint, and it's so hard. Those same kids who cannot move a foot to grab something on the floor, all at once for two hours can sprint to every single house. Going, ah, trick or treat! How is that possible? But it's been so fun to be a part of trick-or-treating. Um, it's made it new for me. It's brought joy to me. Watching it through them has, it's been incredible. And of course, why are they doing it? The costume's okay, but it's really about, yeah, I call it the loot, is what I call it. And you know, when they're, when they're getting there, I don't know about you, but there's some, some of the candy that they get that they're looking forward to, but I really am looking forward to, because really what they get, yeah, I'm going to get some of that later too. Um, but is there any, there's some candy that I just despise. Is there some Halloween candy that is your least favorite? Anyone want to share? Candy corn. God love you. Look at that. That's exactly my least favorite. Ah. Oh. Ah, oh, terrible. Who invented candy corn? 
And someone said, Pastor Dan, you probably love candy pumpkins. I'm like, oh, and I like puked in my mouth or something. It was just disgusting. You know, when, when candy corn comes into my kids' baskets, I'm like, I grit my teeth. And, and I walk on, I'm like, thank you, tell them, thank you. And I'm like, ah. And I'm walking back the whole way. It's like, it's like Charlie Brown, that Halloween special. When candy corn gets dropped in it, this is what I feel like it's like. Yeah. You might as well just give me a rock. That's all, I, that's all I'm thinking. It's a rock. I asked for something else, something good. Give me a Snickers. Give me a Reese's peanut butter cup. Give me something, because it's either a rock, if you give me candy corn, and me, it's my kids. <laughs> or, really, when you're saying trick-or-treat, it's really like they tricked me, isn't it? That's not a treat. This is the worst. And now I come to really us and our faith. I mean, we've been in a new teaching series, and it's called Prayer 101. We've been talking about prayer. What does it mean when we actually pray to God? And sometimes we pray for things. Now, Jesus just told his disciples. They asked him. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he teaches them the Lord's Prayer, the one that we'll say together in worship in just a little bit, that we'll pray to God. And he says to be persistent. Keep knocking on that door. And if you do that, God's like that neighbor, that friend, that maybe wouldn't answer because it's late at night. But because you keep being persistent, he's finally going to open the door and give you what you're hoping for. But now he says something about ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened. But what happens when the door opens and it feels like God is giving you not what you asked for. That it feels more like God's, is it, it's not the treat I asked for. Is it, the, is it a trick? Is it a punishment? Is God even there? Is God listening? Because there are many times that God, God doesn't answer all of our prayers in the way we hope for. Now, I can safely tell you in my life, even as a pastor, I am confident that there have been roughly 57,343 times in my life, I've counted, that I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. And God didn't answer in that way. Okay, I, I really didn't count. That was a rough guess. But I do know there's been so many times, and I'll bet in your life too, you knew, you knew that that house was the one for you. And then it fell through. You knew that that was the person that you were going to spend the rest of your life with. And you prayed about it, and you asked about it, and you thought you were doing everything right, and then it wasn't. You knew, of course, that that was the job for you. You knew that this was going to be, and the promotion that was coming, you knew that was it, or that was going to be the move. You knew that that was it, and you asked for God. You were persistent. You knocked on that door, and the door opens, and it's something different. Did God actually listen in those times? Did God simply say no? Are we supposed to wait? And how does prayer work, especially in those hard times, especially in the heartbreaking times, especially in the times where you're praying, you're being persistent, especially when you're saying, I, I want this person, this person I love, a grandparent, a parent, a child, and you're saying, I, I really need them to be okay, I need them to be healed, God, and 
doesn't happen. And they're no longer here. What happens when your life is devastated by unanswered prayers? And where's God in the middle of that? Is it all just a trick? Well, Jesus himself, I, now I, my ears perk up. My, my, my eyes fixate on the red letters in our Bible. Now, the red letters are, for most, most Bible translations, are where Jesus is speaking. So when I see Jesus speaking, I, that's when I really take a special note of it. And Jesus is speaking here. He's speaking about what happens in prayer. And honestly, what he tells the disciples 2,000 years ago, it's going to impact you today. And he's talking about how does God answer them when we pray. Now, I want, let's review this. It's, it's really powerful. He's, so he does say, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock, the door will be open for you. And here's the promise. For everyone who asks, they, what do they do? Receives. And everyone who searches, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be Okay, time out. That door's been shut in my face way too many times. And it's been beyond heartbreaking. I'm sure maybe for some of you right now, you're like, I've asked. I've searched. I've prayed. And God has not answered. Now we could just pause there and we could go home with a lot of questions. Or we could go to, God, to, to Jesus himself, to God's son, to God himself, who, who in this next part I think is talking about what God, our Heavenly Father, remember when he teaches the Lord's Prayer a couple weeks ago we talked about how he says, our Father, our Dad, our Papa, our loving God, our Father is listening. And this, he's still saying he's listening. He is answering. But here's the big kicker. That door's going to be open. And you may think you're asking for your life with that special someone or with that job or that move or whatever it is. You may think you're asking for Reese's peanut butter cups. But really you're asking for candy corn or something much worse. So here's what Jesus says. He says, Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? Now, come on. My kids, every single day, I think I've been mentioning this, they have a big treasure trove of candy already. And they've been asking for candy. And I'm like, oh man, my dentist is going to be so proud of us with all those cavities coming up. So sometimes I do have to say no. Sometimes when my kids ask for the candy, you know what I did the other day? I said, you can have a piece of candy if you have broccoli. And my kids, I kid you not, acted like I just killed our new puppy. No! <laughs> like literal tears coming out because of broccoli. Now, broccoli is really good for them. I'm, I'm their dad. I know this. Broccoli is much better. Oh, yeah, this is something that I'm, if you come to the Dornfeld household, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Mental note, don't go to the Dornfelds, huh? <laughs> but really, when I'm giving them salad or broccoli or whatever it is, I know that's tons better than the candy that they're asking for. And when I'm giving them broccoli, I, 
I know they think it's like I'm giving them a scorpion. They don't want it. They wanted the thing they asked for. Now, most of us are adults and have gotten a lot more mature, and I think we've gotten more articulate and more nuanced about it. But when God doesn't answer, when God answers in a way that you didn't expect, first of all, God is listening. God is impacted. But sometimes the answer is, you need more broccoli. And sometimes that comes in the form of waiting. Sometimes that comes in the form of heartbreak. Sometimes it comes in the form of grief. But it doesn't mean it's bad. It means it's hard. And our God promises that he'll also be with us. So sometimes when you're asking and God doesn't answer in the way you hope for, think, I just asked, I didn't realize it, but I asked for a snake or a scorpion. I thought it was an egg. I thought it was something healthy, but it's not. But here's the amazing gift. Now, if you just zoned out of all of that, if you're like floating around and looking at God's eyes poking in on us, I want you to pay attention now because what Jesus says now when we pray, he says, you're praying for eggs or you're praying for, you're praying for these really good things, you think, but, but again, as a good parent, I'm not going to give you those, but I am going to give you something else. And his answer here in verse 13, it actually reminded me of the all-powerful, all-knowing, the amazing Oprah. And when he's talking about this, this is what I could, this is all I could think of. She's like, you get a, and you get a, and you get a! I know, I'm an amazing Oprah. Thank you. This is what he says you're getting. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now you may be thinking, I'm asking God for love. I'm asking for that special person. And it didn't happen. And God's like, you think you're asking for something healthy, but what I'm going to give you is even better. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. So you're like, okay, now I'm going to ask for Reese's Pieces, and they're going to be the best, and it's in the form of this specific way. And God's like, no, no, no. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. You get Holy Spirit. You get Holy Spirit. We all get Holy Spirit. You don't sound so excited about that. I mean, they were jumping up and down, by the way. <laughs> ah, they got the car. But you know what God's saying in this? If you miss this, when we pray, first of all, God's listening. Second of all, God's answering us. And third of all, God's giving us something more powerful, more special than anything we can ask for on this earth. Because Jesus himself said, I will give you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will allow you, once I go to heaven, will allow you to be connected with me. The Holy Spirit will allow me to be present in you and through you. My Holy Spirit will forgive you for the times that you screw up, and you're going to screw up a lot, he says. And he's right, especially if you're a Dornfeld. Through the Holy Spirit, he's going to love us unconditionally. And lastly, through the Holy Spirit, here's the amazing thing. Through the Holy Spirit, God will claim us forever. 
Now, there's pictures of heaven in the Bible. But the most amazing one for me is that God himself will be there. And in the middle of our heartbreak, in the middle of our tears, in the middle of times that God's doesn't seem to be answering the way we hope for, or it seems all like all a trick. Here's the promise. God himself will wipe every tear from our eyes. An intimate, amazing gesture from a God who says, I'm with you. I love you. That's going to change everything. So today, I, I, I want you to pray. I want you to listen to what Jesus said. Keep praying. Don't stop praying. And when it's answered in the way you hope for, thank God. Thank God for that. And when it's not answered in the way you hope for, pause and realize God, our, our good Father, is answering in an even more powerful way. And it may be testing you. It may be a consequence of some actions. But through it all, our God says, I'm with you. And the real gift is that Holy Spirit, that he loves you forever. Amen. Let's pray together. God, thank you for these people, people who I know have lifted up so many prayers and maybe have desperate ones right now. God, as we, as we turn towards you, help us to know you are not far away, that you promised us you would be listening, that you would be answering. So God, give us wisdom in the times that it doesn't seem to go the way we hope for, that it seems to be candy corn, it seems to be even something worse, a scorpion or a snake. And remind us that you just give us good gifts, even in the things that we don't expect, the things that surprise us. So help that to change our hearts and to be real, forgiven, imperfect, loved people that can go out from here and then help others know who you are too. So help us to have a real relationship with you today, to pray to you, to lift up whatever's on our hearts, to be persistent, but to listen for your amazing, good, perfect answer. And all God's people said, Amen.